Hello, um, and welcome back. This be Kyle High Club, episode number 10. Uh, no uh, UFC fights this upcoming weekend, so I'll have no uh, preview episode. Um, so yeah, I'll be doing one of these, and I'm kind of excited to just do one right now, because uh, recently I just set up... I just set up like my RSS feed, essentially my, anytime I publish an episode, it'll automatically be uploaded to YouTube as well in, in videos. Um, you know, there won't, re- there won't be any video, it will just be a still image with some audio, but essentially I use this uh, website called repurpose.io, I believe. Um, you can just Google search repurpose and it's pretty cool. Um, I just, you just set up connections. I set up connection from my audio feed, just using my RSS feed and then, um, you know, set up a connection to your YouTube account and it automatically will take the audio files, convert them to a video and they have, uh, default templates that, uh, on their website to where you know you can have like a little there's like a little background image and we'll have a little uh, speech bar that you know essentially moves along with the voice and the audio recording so it's kind of cool it's not just a still image um, but for me I decided to go with the still image just because uh, uh, if you go at least uh, the way I set mine up um, it will be still image of each podcast episode so each podcast episode i select a different picture based on whatever the fuck i talk about if it's the mma podcast it's usually the fights before the fights uh at, uh preceding and it's that image but in these uh, it just happens i don't know something just comes to my brain and i'm like oh that will be the image and that's what i just end up going with um so yeah um so that will be, I'm going to essentially test this. I mean, this is a legit episode. It's not a test episode, but once I publish this, I'm going to see if it goes automatically to my YouTube page and converts the video, you know, puts the image in there, all that. Um, and it's supposed to, well, I've already seen it. It already worked for all my past episodes, but uh, I want to see how how it does for a new episode. Um, so all my past episodes are up on my YouTube page. It's also Kyle High Club. Um so you can listen it to there as well. Um, got an the Anchor app. I know not many people have that. So it's got it up on YouTube and also my website, kylehighclub.com. And on there, there's also some past uh, uh, blog writings that I've done. I don't know if I'll continue to do them in the future now that I'm kind of committed to doing this. Um but some of those readings and or writings that I had were very interesting. Um, most of them are just short tidbits that I call them high ideas, things that I just thought of while I was super high, <laughs> and I just happened to write something out in that moment. Um, I think I have a couple in there that are actually lengthy and kind of more serious. Um, but yeah, um, so I'm excited to see if that uh, uploads. Uh, you know how quickly and. 
if so, that will be dope. And I could just keep churning these out and I have to, don't have to worry about like converting the audio myself and putting a, uh, image in there and a file image in there. Now I did have to pay a little subscription. So it's not, I mean, they allow you to do like five free uploads, I believe, but I already have more than that. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just, just pay, I'll just pay the price, whatever. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Um, I think it's pretty cool um and yeah it takes a hassle out of doing all that if you just want to put your shit up you're not technical and i mean i'm technical i know how to do it i know how to get it everywhere but uh it takes a lot of time it doesn't take a lot of time like but you know it's not my full-time job yet <laughs> so yeah um, but what I want to talk about first today is just the final four. Honestly, I haven't been paying too much attention to social media and Twitter and stuff, and I'm proud of myself for it. You know, I still check every now and then and, and see shit. Um, but eventually I run across some negative shit and I'm just like, oh, what am I doing? Why am I stuck in this loop of just going through bullshit in my, in my feed? So I've been pretty good about it recently, so not too many things have, like, quote-unquote ticked me off um and where i wanted to explain them later in a more rational sense and not having irrational you know outburst um or replying on social media and that's kind of what i did in the past and it's kind of cool knowing that more i do this the less i'm being sucked into that into that uh into social media loop, you know, most people in the world are not on that, there's a shit ton of people on there, and there's some important people, and there's some cool information, you know, news links, and, you know, stories that get shared and stuff, there's definitely a place for it, but doing it all the time, I think it's definitely toxic, and um, it's not healthy uh, for your mental well-being, and then ultimately your physical well-being, because it's all tied together, uh, it's not a separate vehicle. Um, but yeah, the first thing I want to talk about is the final four. Um, and yeah, most of the things I'll be talking about, at least in this, uh, episode will be sports related. Um, I have a couple things that aren't, but we'll see if I get to them or even want to touch base to it after I get through the things I really want to discuss. So yeah, if you watch, uh, college basketball, um, I mean, I didn't watch any games during the regular season, but you know, it's March Madness. It's nice to watch. I honestly didn't watch a single game from first two rounds. I watched most of the Sweet 16 games, all the Elite Eight. Uh, you know, I wasn't dissecting them and taking notes on them. Um, I kind of just watched uh, basketball for fun. And yeah, um, there were some good games. Uh, and the final four right now is Michigan State versus Texas Tech and UVA or Virginia versus Auburn, which I had none of those in the final four, and I had a group, and the group was kind of small, because a lot of my friends are fucking, I don't know, idiots, and they don't, or I don't know, they're not idiots, that's kind of me, but they just didn't submit a bracket in time, and they're just like, I don't know, so... Only five people in the group, but nobody has... Well, two people have Virginia, but everybody else has nobody. And left in the Final Four, everyone's champion is out. Everyone at Duke, and one person at UNC. Um, so, yeah. And then... 
so yeah, there was uh, the games were exciting nonetheless. Um, I'm a Duke fan, so I had Duke winning, and it kind of sucked watching them lose to Michigan State. Um, honestly, Michigan State played the better game. They deserved that win. So, I mean, congrats to them. Um, God damn, Zion Williamson's nasty. Um, he just couldn't do it all himself. And, you know, um, it's just how it is. Uh, and then it, between Texas Tech and Michigan, they played each other. I had Michigan going the Final Four, and they lost as well in the Elite Eight. So I at least had a possibility of those two. Uh, being there um, or they didn't on the other side um, I didn't even actually watch the Texas Tech Michigan game because it ended up being a blowout from the beginning pretty much so I actually didn't watch it because it wasn't close at all <laughs> um, and then the on the right side of the bracket, the top right, coming out of the south side, uh, UVA made it to the final four somehow. Um, somehow glancing by everybody, um, they were, you know, tied with Weber State until they ended up blowing them out. They were close with Oklahoma, ended up blowing them out. Almost lost to Oregon. I think they should have lost to Oregon. Almost lost to Purdue and probably should have, but ended up pulling it out. Um, Actually, no betting money on Purdue straight up. Um, and it, it just didn't work out. I thought I had it, and if I don't, if I remember correctly or not, they went to overtime. Well, no, Purdue beat Tennessee in overtime. Um, I don't know if they went to overtime with UVA, but Purdue looks solid versus Tennessee, and I had Tennessee in the Final Four. So after Purdue beat them, uh, um, and I know UVA had some close games, some close calls. I had a feeling Purdue would edge it out, but they didn't. It's a lost little, lost little dough there. That's all right. Um, then on the Midwest, we got Auburn in the Final Four, number five, and... You know, I thought they might have a chance because they were just hot. They were the hot team coming in. They rolled through the SEC and beat up on the good teams in there and uh, made it all the way through. And oftentimes it's a team that hot that's hot that uh, ends up getting it done, and they were just on fire. Uh, who did they beat? Uh, they beat? And they barely even beat New Mexico State in, their f in the first round. So it's pretty crazy. But then they came out and destroyed uh, Kansas. And I had them beating Kansas. Um, but then I had them losing to North Carolina, but they ended up destroying North Carolina, and I'm pretty excited they did. Uh, I wish I watched them earlier in the season or in the SEC tournament to see how they played because then I definitely would have picked them. I wish I would have known that Bruce Pearl was their coach, which I didn't. So I said I didn't watch any games in the regular season, just started paying attention in, like, the Elite Eight. <laughs> Um, but I knew that I probably would have bet some money on Auburn and probably had them beating UNC because I'm a Duke fan, so I, I want... I usually have UNC, uh, you know, being upset pretty early. But in this one, this year I was trying to be more realistic and like, okay, you know, I thought they would beat Auburn, but I didn't know Auburn was that nice. And I don't know. I just, I went against my gut instinct, honestly. It ended up screwing me. But, um... 
you know, I had Kentucky coming out of this side anyways. So, you know, the next game in the Elite Eight, Auburn played Kentucky, and I I had Kentucky beating UNC, but even if I picked Auburn to beat UNC in the Sweet 16, I would have, uh, I still would have picked Kentucky to win versus Auburn. So I still got it wrong, and I have nobody in the Final Four, nobody in the championship, obviously. And our group is is settled because, yes, two guys have UVA in the Final Four, but neither of them have them in the championship. So our, our group is done. <laughs> um, so that's pretty crazy. Um, I'll still watch... I'll still watch the matches even though I have nothing in the game. Our group's already decided just because, you know, these are the top four teams that came out of this crazy tournament. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. I know uh, a friend of mine in another bracket group, he has Texas Tech in the finals. Does he have them winning? I think he said he might have them winning. Um... But I know for sure he has them winning this game. So he said if he, I believe if he, because nobody else has like anybody really left. He said like one other guy has Michigan State winning this game but not winning the finals. So he was saying like if Texas Tech wins, then he wins like a couple hundred bucks. So that's pretty cool. So I'll, I guess I'll mildly be rooting for Texas Tech and just for that reason and I guess because Michigan State beat Duke, too. But, I mean, Michigan State looked good. I don't have nothing wrong against them. You know, Tom Minnesota's a great coach. They're always solid. They always play great team basketball. And they're just a better team than Duke. Uh, it was still cool to watch. Um, so, yeah, it's Final Four. Uh, we'll see how it goes. If um, Honestly, I'm going to pick Michigan State to win. And then, I'll pro- yeah, I'll pick Auburn. I wonder what the betting the betting odds are on that are uh, I'll look that up in a, a, right now and while I do that I also want to talk about LeBron um, and him being shut down for the rest of the season and I guess just his his season and how it impacted the Lakers and the results and um, I guess the biggest thing is the results are the same as they were the year before after adding LeBron um, nothing changed Still to make the playoffs, still kind of have a shitty record um, in the West at least. If you're in the East, it might be in the playoffs. I don't know. But I don't know, man. I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't think they're going to win a championship anytime soon, honestly. Um, and I'm not saying LeBron fucked up the team. He definitely did it. He makes any team better instantly, even though they had the same results as last year. But he definitely fucked up the growth and development of the younger players. Maybe not him, but the Lakers franchise as a whole and operations and him included. Because, I mean, he's basically the team now. Um, he essentially probably has some GM say and sway. Um Probably some coaching sway as well. You know, now we got LeBron, possibly the greatest player of all time, being coached by Luke Walton. Who, I mean, yeah, Luke Walton was an NBA player, and his dad was one of the greats. And so he's got some good knowledge, and, uh, you know, he's got a high basketball IQ. 
but he's not LeBron, you know. How do you say no to LeBron when he's not that much? I guess Walton's a little older than him, but how do you tell LeBron not to do something or like to chill out or something? I don't know. It's just uh, it's tricky because with LeBron playing now, guys like essentially, I think he, you know, Brandon Ingram didn't get as much tick as. Probably should have. Um, he's still developing and growing. That man, he's put some muscle on him. Maybe he's not going to be the superstar everyone thought he had the potential to be. But I mean, dude, still got potential nonetheless, just with the frame and his shots decent, and he's good at you know going the basket. He's just he's just a little. He's still a kid, man. He's younger than me. He's like twenty one, twenty two, I think. I don't know, but. Um, you know, and now that LeBron's there, like, the eyes are on everybody, so now the younger... Yeah, Brandon Ingram's 21, so I think we can... I think he'll be fine, you know, he'll be in the league for a while. But, you know, he got shot down as well, and so did Lonzo Ball. He was not playing. Um, I don't know, and I guess fans, I, I just see, you know, I Google Brandon Ingram just to see his age, but there's, like, videos here where Brandon Ingram responds to LeBron will trade you chance. Um, and I guess just from fans, and he's probably right. And honestly, they probably should. He's just not going to get the tick that he needs to develop as a young player. And while it would be nice to have him and kind of hoard him, like, on the bench, um, it doesn't really do the kid any good. Um, and then we got Kuzma. I don't know if Kuzma could play the three. He could definitely play stretch four. Um, and Kuzma is more of a polished player. You know, he's a better shooter, spot up shooter, and he can drive. He can do everything Ingram can, and he can shoot better. Um, he's just not as athletically gifted, but he's still an NBA, you know, player. But he's also older. Um, you know. He had time to develop his game in college. He stayed in college to develop his game and, you know, refined his shot. Um, I mean, he's two years older than Ingram, but still, uh, he just has a little more experience. Um, yeah, and I don't know about Lonzo Ball. I haven't seen him play much this season. Uh, I know there was Ronda there. Uh, I mean, I like the kid's IQ. He can pass and things like that, but he can't shoot. Uh, he's not... He's decent about getting the basket, but he's not going to beat most people off the dribble. Uh, he's a solid defender, a lot more solid than I thought and most people would thought. Just I think it's because of his length. He's got a good athleticism for his length, but uh, he doesn't have the the quickness and speed to, uh, I guess, just dribble by anybody in the league. Um, but he he could definitely do it. I don't know. He would cross me up. So sorry about that yawn. So that's that. I mean, I don't know where they go here from next year. I don't know people's contracts and things like that. But they definitely need to make some moves. They need another player in there. Um, I said before I didn't want them to. Trade and get Anthony Davis, but they probably should have. 
but supposedly they were asking for way too much. You know, I would give them, you know, and give them Ingram. I don't think he should be on the team if you have LeBron. It's really just a waste of space. What are you going to do, make him a six-man? He should be upset. Um, you know, you got to keep Kuzma. We'll put him at the four. At the five, I don't think it really matters unless you're trying to get Anthony Davis. You know, that's the person you'd get. The one you could have, you could have Lonzo, but you also don't need Lonzo Ball. You don't even need a point guard. You can put LeBron at the one, and then just have a have a guy like uh, KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope, or Josh Hart play the two, and then they d up the primary ball handler. That's what I would do. I'd put LeBron at the point, have Josh Hart at the shooting guard or KCP. And then, shit, you can even put Ingram at the three. But Ingram, I think he takes up too much space. So, I don't know, man. You could probably put him at the three. Well, that's what he plays. So, maybe. Hmm. But then, at the four, it'd be Kuzma and five, Anthony Davis. You'd trade Ingram, though. Um, You know, and put another shooter at the three. And then that would make it to where, you know, Josh Hart's, uh, I don't know, you could keep Lonzo Ball too. You put Lonzo at the one, or you have him play the two, but then you don't have somebody defending the one, so I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look at it and see contracts and stuff, and that's not my job. I don't even want to get so far into it I'm done talking about it because nothing changed from this year to last year it had all the same players and then Le- brought LeBron on and essentially the same record so yeah didn't work but we'll see they shut him down they shut everybody down so I don't know what they're doing right now just trying to get I don't know best pick and how is How's the NBA just let them shut them down? Like, are they hurt for the season? Are you just trying not to get them hurt because you can't get, make it to the playoffs? It's called tanking. Whatever. Um, next thing I really want to talk about, uh, Jordan Howard, running back, of, former running back of the Chicago Bears, was traded to the Eagles, and I'm an Eagles fan, Philadelphia Eagles fan, for a fifth well, I think is a sixth-round pick that has the potential to, uh, to be a fifth-round pick in the future. Um, I don't know how that works. I don't know the specifics of it. Uh, and don't really care because I think we got to steal there, steal there, and especially with the offense that I was going to say Chip Peterson, <laughs> Chip Kelly Peterson, the offense that uh, Doug Peterson runs. I think Jordan Howard's the perfect back. Uh, that we need out of the backfield and not for uh, for Carson Wentz. Um, I don't know how good his blocking is out of the backfield, but I assume it's decent since he's been uh, a professional for several years now. and He's a solid professional. He's solid in fantasy, too. Um, <laughs> so I might be picking him in fantasy this year. We'll see. Uh, you know, especially since I have, I think I have Todd Gurley, Oh no, I have Todd Gurley and Christian McCaffrey already locked down. They're my keepers, so maybe I won't get Jordan Howard. We'll see. I could always change it and lock down Wentz, but I don't think anybody will pick Wentz but me. 
But that's besides the point. Um, so yeah, Jordan Howard to the Eagles. I'm excited about that. He's what I'm really excited about mainly is his uh, pass catching ability out of the backfield. You know, he's one of the best in the games at game at it. Um, really good at running catch, uh, making the first guy miss, and you know, get him a couple extra yards out of pretty much every single play. And he can also run the ball between the tackles. You know, now I want to, you know, feed him 20 times between the tackles in a game. You know, or, yeah, I might maybe 15 carries total and then, like, 10 catches out of the backfield. You know, just spread the ball around. And, you know, pretty much in every passing play, if he's not uh, protecting, he should be out on a swing route on one of the other sides or in the flat. Um or blocking, and if shit crumbles down, then he releases, and Carson could just flip, you know, Carson will do his escape magic shit, and if the pocket breaks down, and just flip it to Jordan Howard, and, you know, run some schoolyard bullshit, <laughs> and, I don't know, I'm really excited about it, that's one of the, I'm not saying the running backs we've had in the past have been bad, it's just been, it hasn't been, they haven't been the exact scheme fit, or been, healthy enough, you know, for a full season or what have you. Um, when they had, a, when they won the, I was going to say when they won the World Championship, which is the World Championship, but when they won the Super Bowl, they had a little Garrett Blunt, and he went a long way, you know, a few guys can run between the tackles like him, and I think Sproles was hurt, though, and guys like Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood stepped up, uh, in this past season, uh, I believe his name was Joe Adams. I think that was his first name. I know his last name was Adams. He looked really good. I watched him in the preseason. I thought he looked solid and thought he deserved, um, you know, some reps. And he ended up being in the practice squad come the regular season time. But uh, pretty much everybody got hurt at the running back position. Had J.H.I.E. and he worked out for a while when he was there. And when he was healthy, he was good uh He's a good runner between the tackles, but he can also bounce it outside. Uh, not the best pass catching back, but he can catch a little bit. Um, but that's where I like Jordan Howard, man. He he's top five for sure, pass catching ability out of the backfield. You know, he you know I can see him uh, the Eagles using him just like uh, McCaffrey's used in Carolina. You know, they half their offenses ran through McCaffrey essentially, just not half of it, but. You know, that guy, that kid catches anywhere from 7 to 15 passes a game. You know, if the running's not working between the tackles, they, they find how to get him, uh, you know, in the flats or in open space. They make make a couple guys miss and get, you know, some really good yards after the catch. Um, so I can see Howard be pretty much fulfilling that role. And, you know, on top of that, uh, the Eagles also re-signed uh, Deshaun Jackson after his first tenure in Philly. This will be his second time back. He was at Tampa Bay. Um, and he was solid for a while. He was solid there uh, yeah, for a while. Um, I was a fan of him. Fucking electrifying. He And it was nice to see him in Chip Kelly offense for a little bit, but I don't think Chip Kelly used him right. I don't think really anybody's used him that right, that well. 
can't remember if Andy Reid was there when Chip was, or when Deshaun Jackson was. I feel like he was for like a year or two, but they hadn't been using him the right way. Um, essentially, all anyone ever did was put him on streaks, you know, just run straight down the field or on deep post routes, you know, just deep routes trying to um, outrun the coverage. And that's always kind of tough when, you know, everyone knows that's what you're going to do. You know, you can still do it. You can catch him sleeping, him with a stutter move or a hitch and go or something like that. Um, but most of the time people would stray on the on the softer side or on the safer side and just play, you know, shade of safety over top of him. Then he's covered pretty much, you know, just man-to-man safety over top. Um but I think Doug Peterson will probably use Deshaun Jackson better. We'll see him on a lot of like dig routes, you know, 10 to 12 yard digs, um, maybe 15 yards, uh, those intermediate routes. I want to see him in some crossing patterns. Um, maybe not too many shallow crossing patterns because I don't want him to get fucked up by some linebackers or safety that's just waiting for him in the middle of the field. Uh, definitely no slants. Um, Yeah, um, you know, drag routes would be good, but, you know, as I said, not close to the line of scrimmage, maybe like seven to ten yard drags in between there, you know, not the one to three or three to five range. You don't want to get fucked up by the big-ass linebackers. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited for this upcoming season. Got a lot of returning guys. Jason Peters is back. Uh Everybody should be healthy going in. Hopefully, no injuries come training camp. Uh, still early. It's only it's only March, so we got a long ways away before you know they even show start showing up for summer shit. But just with those two moves, pretty excited and want to talk about it a little bit and how that offense will look next year and the team will look next year. I'm excited. Hopefully, we have a healthy Carson Wentz back and he's back to his old self and he's comfortable in that pocket. Um, we'll see. And, yeah, you know, I was going to transition, say, you know, as I mentioned, the big linebackers, you want to get fucked up, and then, um, that's besides the point, fuck, fuck it, but, um, yeah, the, there was, yeah, so we're only 30 minutes in, and so I still got these two other topics that I did come across when I was on social media and it was just like well that's dumb or whatever or just dragged my curiosity or my what the fuckness um one of them is tinder's height filter um first off i don't honestly have a problem with it uh there's another and you know most of the time if you're going on tinder to meet somebody or any of these dating apps you know, you're really just going to match. I mean, a lot of people are on there that probably swipe, you know, when they're bored at the end of the night. You're like, what am I going to do? You know, swipe through, swipe through hot chicks or swipe through dudes if you're if you're a girl or I guess a gay, a gay man. Whatever sexual preference you have. Um, but it seems like in... You know, I would just take my word for it. You know, I don't have any scientific evidence or anything like that. But 
seems like most of the time we match up with people on these dating apps and maybe it's just me maybe I'm just ugly you know I know I'm kind of ugly but I'm definitely not the ugliest guy you know my teeth are are straight uh, I didn't have braces when I was a kid but they're not like all mangled and shit um you know I'm fucking 6'2 so this height filter will probably you know will probably benefit me you know girls will probably most likely filter out all the dudes under 6 feet tall <laughs> cause I mean if you're not 6 feet tall um, you know, can you reach the top shelf of the cabinet when your girl wants you to? Or do you have to get a stool, bro? You know, that doesn't make you less of a man. I'm just asking a question. There's a lot of dudes under six feet tall that could kick my fucking ass. And I watch them pretty much every weekend. <laughs> but, you know, I don't really have a problem with it. And in Bumble, another another dating app they have you can list your height uh, if you wish or you or you cannot um you know i choose to just because i'm six two and i know it's kind of an advantage now if i was five two i wouldn't list it and then you have to find out until we meet up but that was kind of that's kind of what i'm getting um that's kind of my point to begin with but i keep getting sidetracked just because that's how my brain works I start a sentence and halfway through the sentence I'm talking about something else and I'm like, oh yeah, let me piggyback that thought off this thought that I'm halfway through and never finish the full point. Kind of like I'm literally doing right now. Um, (laughs) I lost my point. (laughs) But yeah, if you meet up with anybody or as I said, it might be me because I'm ugly. (laughs) But it seems like uh, they're not the most... How do I say this nicely? I'll just say we. I'll just say we to include myself in it. We are not the most desirable people out there. You know, most of the people that are actually willing to meet up with you on a fuck through a dating app that you've never met before, um, really ain't got shit else going on. Uh, and uh, not talking shit about them because I'm kind of in there, I guess too. You know, I moved to a new city, even though I've been here for a year. And I, I've met up with a couple of girls through a dating app just because, like, they responded. <laughs> and they were like, hey, let's meet up. And I'm like, all right. Um, pretty much everyone else says no or never replies. So, yeah, sure. And I don't really feel like going out and spending, you know, 50 bucks just to get a fucking buzz on. <laughs> and then trying to meet somebody um, just randomly. Um I mean, that's life. You got to take those chances. You got to do it. I'm not saying don't go out. You know, you still got to do you. You still got to... You still got to put yourself out there. But, um... I don't even know my point. I don't have a point. I just... Thought it was funny how they have a height filter. Um, And I feel bad for guys under six feet tall. Because now they're not going to get any matches, man. Um... Yeah, maybe this will help me out. Maybe I'll get some some better matches, more matches, just because I'm 6'2". But I wasn't really worried about it either way. <laughs> I just feel bad for my, my shorter counterparts, my fellow my fellow males. Even if they're like buff jack dudes, you know, got everything going on. Now if a girl sees, oh, he's 5'8", well, what the fuck? Um, he's shorter than me or like... 
Is he even like a man? You know? <laughs> and the main reason why I thought about this at the time was because I actually saw this. Of course, I saw this on account from uh, a Meninist account. I don't know if anybody knows that account on Twitter or their different platforms or whatever. But essentially, it's like the male version of a feminist, and it's definitely a parody and joking. It's funny, laughing, haha, teehee, giggling shit. Um, at least that's how I see it as. I don't really take it seriously because what the fuck is a man in this? I mean, we got all the rights, we can do whatever we want, um, you know, in, in this world. So. As long as you get a lady for an hour every now and then, this is a man-driven world. You know, I th- honestly, I think women control the world because of the power of the pussy. Um, I actually had a, a friend of mine, a, a female friend of mine say that recently. Um, so, I mean, I think ladies know it as well, especially if you're attractive. You know you run this world. You know you can pretty much do whatever you want. You can go around and grab a dude's dick and he'll be like oh my god I love you uh, <laughs> you can't do that if you're a guy um, not saying you should or should be allowed to but I mean I'm sure gay guys do <laughs> I guess as a dude you could go up and grab another dude's dick if you're if that guy was gay and he was cool with it but you can't go up and you know grab girls by the pussy like our president you know, unless you're a billionaire, they, supposedly they just let you do it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm not a billionaire, and nobody's ever grabbed my pussy because I don't have one. And I would, if I did, I would never want them to, and I never want them to do it to my sisters or my mom or, you know, my little niece. Um, but. Where was I going with this? I don't even fucking know. I was starting to get all emotional about shit. What the fuck? But yeah, I saw from this dumbass menacing, meninist account because they were like, okay, that's cool. Because their, their whole deal and spiel and parody, their shtick is, oh, we're about men's rights because, you know, they think this whole large... I don't think they seriously think it, but, you know, some aspects of the large Me Too and feminist movement have gone a little too far. You know, not saying I'm not saying they are not valid or, um, you know, um, it's not a valid movement or there's valid reasoning behind it. But there are some, of course, most things with people, they go too far. Everything, you know... If you get enough momentum behind it, enough people behind it, you know, you're going to run into one jackass that takes a little too far. You know, and some people like saying, believe all women. Um, I think you should definitely try to believe all women, but um, newsflash, there's some crazy bitches out there, just like there are crazy dudes out there. Um, you know, I guess crazy bitches aren't as, can be as violent because they're not as physically large, but... Um, you know, women murder their husbands in their sleep or stab them in their sleep all the time. You know, it's not like an epidemic, but it does happen. You know, there are crazy bitches out there. It's just a fact. Um, just if you get this many people, you're going to run into crazy men and crazy and crazy women. Um, I'd probably say you run into crazy men that actually exert their 
craziness out in the world externally most women probably just internalize it and fuck with their husband or their significant other forever (laughs) or whatever or their cats (laughs) um yeah they said the men is said to do it with weight now and honestly i think if you're gonna do it with height do it with weight too i don't have a problem with that whatsoever because most of the time at least with my with my uh You know, I assume Tinder's implementing the height filter because maybe they've got feedback from women. Oh, I matched with the guy. I think he's awesome. But he ends up being, you know, 412, you know. So, I mean, no one wants to be with Frodo, you know. Can, are you guys even the same species? Like, can you, will you be able to impregnate me? Like, will the sperm be viable? Like, who knows? Um. You know, if you're a dwarf, is well, that will, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Um, you know, if you're from the Lord of the Rings world, um, can you impregnate humans? I don't know. Can Schmeagol impregnate humans? I don't know. Um, I know there were, there was literally a species like back in, in um, ancient times that, and it wasn't far back, it was like 50,000 years, where it was literally three foot tall hobbit people. Something that looked like Schmeagol from the Lord of the Rings. They probably didn't walk. I don't know if they walked on fours or not like him sometimes. But they, it seems like they were probably bipodal. Which I think it means walks on two feet. I know it's by something. But I just say words hoping I know what they mean. Because I think I've heard other people use them in that context. But I don't fucking know. Honestly. But, you know. If they're going to do the height filter, they should do the weight filter. Because the biggest problem I've ever ran across is that each time I go and, you know, match with these girls, I'm like, oh, they're cute, you know. Um, and you meet them and they got an extra 50 pounds on them. You're like, well, what the fuck? In this picture, you know, you didn't even have any, didn't even have any chubby cheeks. And now I'm looking at it and you got fucking, you got love handles, you know, and I don't... I'm not knocking a little, you know, extra cushion for the pushing. I kind of look like a little extra meat on my women. Um, You know, I don't really like them skin and bones. Even though probably the largest love of my life was probably not all skin and bones because she had a nice ass. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to do the height filter, do the fucking weight filter too, man. Because I'm trying to... You know, and I'm not picky. I fucked fat girls before, um, especially after a couple booze. You know, you know, fat girls need loving too, and you know, and so do fat men. I don't know. I can't imagine being a girl and being fucked by some fat dude, or you show up and you think this guy's ripped, and then you show up and he's fucking fat as hell, or has an extra beer belly, you know, or extra snack pack um, on him. I don't know. I don't think that's cool, man. That's fraud. You know, pretending to be something you're not. And it's fucked up. You know, you can't change your height. You can change your weight, man. You know. Which I don't really have a point in that, really. So, <laughs> I mean, if you want to be fat, be fat. But I'm just saying you're not as attractive if you lost a couple LBs. And that can probably go for all of us. Um, unless you're anorexic or bulimic. You know, stop doing that stuff. You know, eat some food. Put on some muscle. You know, if you're skin and bones, you know, starting some french fries every now and then. 
Actually, don't eat french fries. That's bad advice. Don't ever listen to me. Don't listen to my advice. It's bad. It's terrible. Um, I mean, look where it's got me. I'm sitting in front of this talking to a microphone to myself. Um, So yeah, don't listen to me. And try to stay woke, too. Um, That's another thing I heard, or not heard, but saw this week and... I've seen woke or wokeness or stay woke for a while now. It's been around for a while. But now automatically when I see it or see somebody say, even mention that word like woke, I'm like, oh, you're a douchebag. <laughs> or I instantly don't want to believe anything you're saying. Even if you unraveled the greatest conspiracy of all time. And you were like, dude, I got evidence showing the government poisons our food and it poisons our water to make us dumb and make us have mental illnesses. Stay woke, bro. You're not woke. I didn't seem to be like, oh, all, all that's bullshit. You obviously wrote that yourself. <laughs> you know, anybody that's so... I don't know, tied to something. And I mean, I understand if you actually do unravel something and you are dedicated to, you know, something's your life work and you're dedicated to and you're working hard um, to achieve this goal or shed light on some story. I get it. I really do. Um, But making, literally all you're doing by telling people to stay woke is be like, oh, you're not as smart as me, bro. You know, I know something you don't. So that makes me better. Like, all right, motherfucker. You're just the fucking annoying kid in class that would answer the questions and, I don't know, smile and smirk because you thought you're smarter than everybody. Like, no, dumbass. You're just the fucking dumbest because you won't shut the fuck up. The smart ones are the ones back in class that know all the answers and don't say a fucking word because they know it's all bullshit. <laughs> they know what the teacher's teaching on this bullshit. And that they're just being fed a fucking program to sell you. And nothing against teachers. I know in some school districts, they're kind of just handed a curriculum and, hey, this is what you teach. And I know others, they give you the freedom to do what you want. And a lot of people put love and care into teaching, you know, human minds. But honestly, the way our educational system is set up in this country, um, it's treats teachers like shit and ultimately if you teach the person that is trying to teach the outcome's going to be shit it's like paying your developers shitty like if you're an it company an it corporation it'd be like if google paid minimum wage for their developers well guess what i don't care how talented those guys are and how talented they're committed to your mission of building the greatest software in the world the product's going to be shit because even if they start off like um, with the best intentions, like, okay, I'm going to work, you know, minimum wage for the rest of my life. And I love Google and I want to make the world a better place. And da, 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 da. fuck a month in when they can't pay their fucking rent and they're, you know, struggling to even feed themselves or, you know, see any uplift in their own personal life. And they're just being worked to the bone and trying to culture and foster the development of, you know, young people's minds, um, you're going to turn out a shit product. You're going to turn out a shit, uh, 
you know, uh, program, shit application, and you're going to turn out shit kids. You're going to turn out shit kids that don't have any critical thinking skills, and they just know how to memorize. Because you said this would be on the test, and I'm going to remember that will be on the test, and once the test is done, I'm going to forget it because there's no other application outside my life except for getting a good grade on the test. Um, and that's essentially how we were taught as kids. Uh, I know there are some schools and classes and teachers out there that are really great. I've had them in the past, and I fucking, uh, you know, they're they're a bright shar, bright bright a uh, light in in public schools for sure. Um, and actually, where I grew up, uh, private schools are worse. Or at least that's what I've heard. But I don't know. Um, I think where I where I grew up, we had a de- I had really really good school. You know, there's obviously still shitty teachers, and some were good, but our public schools were well funded because our our city cared about our our schools, at least in some parts of our city, because some schools were pretty shitty. Um, I guess that's just politics, man. Honestly, fuck politics. If you ever want a career in politics, you're a fucking crook. Um, and that's saying, and I'm also talking to myself because I thought when I was a kid I could be president one day and change the world and make the world a better place. And I've even thrown the stupid thought in my head, you know, not recently, but, you know, when things are really fucked up and I'm like, oh, this president's an idiot, nothing gets accomplished. All he does is, you know, bring more de- more decisiveness, even though he even says, like, oh, we should work together. All he does, all his actions are decisive. All his opponent's actions are decisive. decisive and we're not going anywhere. Um, and I don't know where we go from here. It's a little scary, you know, and that's why I've thought in the past, you know, if I was just president, everything would be better. But I know it would just make my life a more, I was going to say a more living hell, but I don't think I live a living hell right now. i got a pretty relaxed life. Uh, I, don't have too much, I don't have too much going on, but I also don't have, you know, constraint stress of trying to look after 320 million plus people. Um, so yeah, I don't know. The only reason I'd want to be president is to decriminalize drugs instantly, get weed legalized instantly. That's the only reason, and then I'd probably resign <laughs> as soon as uh, as soon as I got uh, what do they call it? Initiated? No, it's like fraternity shit. Um, God, induction ceremony. I feel like. There's a word for getting inducted in the president. I don't know. Whatever the word is. But as soon as I became president that day, that'd be my first thing. I'd be like, all right, let's go to my office. I already got this bill typed up. Um, And I'd sign an executive order making all drugs decriminalized and weed legal and psychedelics legal. Um, Probably psychedelics legal in a controlled medical setting. So maybe not legal per se to where you could just grab them from the countertop you know maybe you can grab like a couple mushroom caps or something like that but uh you know you're not gonna be buying lsd over the counter that's just not a it's not safe that's not a safe route <laughs> i'd say an lsd is bad but for some people it, it might be depending on where they're at in their life in that time so 
maybe it, sh it shouldn't be that accessible, but definitely weed should. I mean, if you want to smoke a joint after work, then fuck it. Who cares? You know, it's definitely not worse than beer. It's most likely better. And, you know, we're more, more and more seeing that there are a lot of medical benefits to it. Um, and not just mental medical benefits, but physical mental benefits. Um, which I never really considered. I always thought, you know, when I first started smoking, and kind of, I kind of decided that I was just going to keep smoking forever because it just made me a nicer person. It made me a more self-aware person. Um, yeah, sometimes I get paranoid if I smoke too much, but it's I really just get paranoid about things that I should be doing, like, oh, I should have fucking read that book, or I should have worked out for a little longer, or... Ah, uh, goddammit, I wish I didn't say this to somebody if I don't feel like an asshole. Um, honestly, I think it just helps bring your subconscious thoughts that we are continually trying to distract ourselves from with, you know, the shit in our Twitter feed, you know, our stupid, you know, work feuds or whatever's going on the news that day or the game that's on that day. You know, we're constantly trying to distract ourselves um, or entertain ourselves however you want to see it to not think about our not think about ourselves not be self-aware not self-evaluate and realize where you at you where you're at in your life in this time and in this position um and how it coincides with the people around you and how you're affecting them um and the future impact that might have and honestly at 17 when i first when i like basically decided i was gonna keep smoking that's why um, mainly because I thought it made me feel nicer and it just made me more aware of kind of the messed up things I've done in the past or even if it wasn't messed up it was just like a bad thing to say in that moment um, I don't know it just made me it, it has made me a lot more self-aware it's taught me a lot about myself um, which a lot of us you go most I'd say most of us go through I don't know because I'm only me I honestly don't know where I'm about to go with this but uh and it's not like there was a pre-me smoking weed in a post you know it's still the me it's just kind of evolved over time after this you know critical self-evaluation it may be too much so and um you know who knows but um, I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. But I don't see harm in it. You know, I always... Oh, I know. No, I saw the mental benefits and that it just made me nicer and kinder to the people around me. And especially people I didn't like. I'd be like, man, it's okay, man. You know, we're just people. We mess up. It's cool, bro. I forgive you. Um, when normally in the past, I'd be a little more headstrong a little more egotistical and wasn't able to admit I was wrong or um you know forgive somebody either it helps you forget and forgive as well um and yeah I think it can help for a lot of people and not just mentally but physically it helps inflammation or some studies showing it helps reconnect some neural pathways in the brain and I think there's good evidence that it helps with cancer as well if it doesn't help with the cancer cells itself it definitely helps with the uh, with the uh, 
symptoms of going through chemotherapy, you know, and just tasting that poison, that radiation in your mouth. Um, and, you know, just... Yeah, man. I don't know. My buddy just went through all that, and he said it really helped him. Um, and he, he looked really good during the chemo. You know, I've seen guys that have gone through chemo. They looked... They looked bad. Um, it seemed like the life force had been sucked out of them. And you could tell it wasn't going to be... You know, there wasn't a bright light at the tunnel. Um... I only really saw that when I was when I was young. I was like ten years old. My neighbor. Um, but my friend, he looked really good. He had a positive attitude. Just got high all the time. Uh, he fucking went after the chemo, man. He was doing it like almost every day. You know, he do like a week on, week off. But he 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 went he went out at hardcore. Um, you know, I don't think most people can do it. But this guy, you know, was, was a war veteran, um, medically discharged from the war, from you know, various injuries, probably has some PTSD. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's diagnosed. But, you know, he dude had a strong mind, so he got through it. Um, you know, I'm not saying it was all the weed. I think it was mainly him. But he, he definitely said it helped with him just being able to eat. He actually gained weight on chemo. He just was super stunned all the time and just ate, you know, just trying to get the the shitty chemo taste out of his mouth and just trying to, you know, sleep and relax and not, not feel like shit all the time. So there's definitely medical benefits. And if you can't accept that, then you're a fucking asshole. Um... I was going to say you deserve to die, but, you know, I don't know if you deserve to die, but you should just reevaluate and have a fucking open mind, you close-minded fucks. Um, there's no reason to keep a fucking plan illegal. We let people smoke cigarettes, we let people drink themselves to death every day, and we just hand out opiates like fucking candy, but you can't have, but some people can't fucking smoke a little green plant that makes them happy and hungry. That's fucking, that should be unconstitutional, even though the pursuit of happiness is not in the Constitution that goes against the pursuit of happiness. Um, set forth by the Founding Fathers in the Declaration of Independence, bitch. So hashtag legalize it. And peace, motherfuckers.